my prayer life is um, I can somewhat go back to uh, uh, to that as as a uh, child uh, and and think of when I would go to church with my maternal grandparent. Anyway, uh, it's evolved over over the years as some of the things I mentioned, the uh, Rose Dupree, uh, Davidson College, we, uh, <clears throat> uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, we had prayer groups there that would meet uh, weekly. And uh, at Annapolis, uh, when I was uh, a plebe, we had to go to, all plebes had to go to the uh, uh, to the chapel. But when we became upperclassmen and could leave campus, I ended up going to uh, the first Presbyterian church uh, in Annapolis, and uh, they asked me. Uh, if I would do that, but first that I would have to become a Presbyterian. So I changed from being, I guess, a Lutheran to, and that's when I first joined the Presbyterian Church and taught uh, uh, Sunday school there. And for reasons that are unclear to me, when I was in the active duty in the Navy uh, and we were at sea, my commanding officer asked me to be in charge of the Sunday services uh, for the ship, which I did for for three years, and uh, as I mentioned, we, I was part of the senior high group at Norfolk uh, Presbyterian, and then uh, when we moved back to Chapel Hill. Uh, uh, we uh, were one of the founding members of the Church of the Reconciliation. And uh, along with uh, Toby and Catherine Savage, Jim and Betsy Bryan, these are people that I know that, that uh, y'all are familiar with. And know. Anyway, we were senior high advisors there. Uh, we became senior high advisors to the uh, uh, students here. We served on the session at both places. And so I guess my prayer life has revolved or been around uh, those activities and whatnot. Catherine said, do you pray over your patients before you? Yeah, uh, interesting. That's, that, thanks for saying that. <clears throat> uh, before each surgery, no one, uh, I, I mean, I did this, uh, uh, no one knew that it was going, but, but when uh, we, I would stand at the operating table, uh, I would pray before every surgery. I did, I've always done that. Uh, no one knew that it was happening but me. I uh, didn't say anything to anyone. It was never a prayer out loud. Uh, but I always uh, said a prayer primarily for the patient uh, to make sure that they were safe. And 
I prayed that I would be alert enough to make the appropriate decisions that had to be made to make sure that they got through their surgery. Uh, patients didn't know I did that. Uh, and I guess I learned that from uh, uh, why did I start doing that? I was, uh, I had a colleague <coughs> or a mentor that we were talking one day and, uh, and he said that that's what he did and that he found it to be very uh, helpful to him and uh, getting through difficult surgeries and uh, uh, but was just something that I learned to do no one no but he knew that it was going on Got you. <laughs> uh, so you just retired what are you going to miss most and what are you going to miss least about your work I'm going to I think Probably, uh, that's a good question. I know that I'm going to miss uh, the interaction, interactions uh, I've had with uh, not only my surgical colleagues, uh, my medical colleagues, but also the uh, staff, uh, uh, the OR staff. And uh, uh, Catherine has experienced some of that relationships with uh, hollering at, at uh, nurses across the street that were uh, unique, uh, uh, you know, to making our life in the OR cordial, happy, and productive. But I'm going to miss that the most. But the other thing I think I will miss is the challenge of getting through difficult uh, uh, cases, uh, whether it be, well, earlier on before they, I say before they, before they, uh, uh, they changed the uh, trauma uh, system and whatnot where they, Desic, they have level one uh, trauma centers now, level two. Level three, back when I started practice, there was no leveling, and Durham Regional turned out to be where our practice was in effect of level one uh, center, and we did a lot of difficult uh, cases back in the uh, 70s and early 80s. I'm going to miss those challenges, uh, but more importantly, I'm going to miss just the uh, relationship that you had with the OR crew, uh, the staff, and uh, what am I going to miss <laughs> the least? Call. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to miss that. I don't miss that. Uh, I, I mean, that was uh, very disruptive many times. <laughs> What's on your punch list? Sure. Uh, looking for, well on my punch list to do is I want to get back to uh, 
gardening some, creating a garden. I'd like to do some traveling. Uh, what do you want the church to know about your work or the direction you would hope us to go? Uh, that's a good, you know, you asked me that question and I thought, and I didn't, <coughs> pardon me, really know how to answer that, but <coughs> I wrote down a few things. And I think that, <coughs> and I think we're headed in, certainly headed in that direction. Uh, I would like to see more diversity. Uh, I would like to see more us more involved in social justice and outreach. <clears throat> One of the things I didn't mention was when <clears throat> we uh, were forming the uh, Church of the Reconciliation, and this was at the emphasis of, I think, uh, Vance, probably Charlie Jones before him. One of the things that uh, we as a community did went to D.C. to go to the church, the church of the Savior, uh, because they were involved with that sort of activity and um, being involved in the, in the community, being involved in a diverse community, and creating uh, opportunities. Uh, to come together as uh, people of faith. And that's what I would hope that we uh, do here in this church. And I think we're doing it. I mean, I, uh, <clears throat> it's just, listen, just like listening to Jarrett's sermon today, <clears throat> is he's advocating that. And I think that's, that's important that we continue to do that. And like what Jack Benjamin, talked about uh, about the Medical Benevolence Foundation. That's something that we need to continue to be involved with, uh, whether it's in supporting Haiti, Kenya. Uh, in my own personal experience, it had to do with my involvement of the Kukuyu Church uh, in uh, Nairobi, and uh, it was sponsored by, a lot of it was sponsored by donations from this, from uh, this congregation to support that effort. And I think it's important that we keep doing that. I'm wondering if you feel comfortable talking about James Cates. Uh, I will talk a little bit about James Cates. I mean, I don't, uh, Many of y'all don't even know who James Cates was, but he was a African-American student uh, at UNC and uh, uh, at a pep rally, this would have, I can't even remember the, well, yeah, I can remember the year. I was a PGY2, so that would have been, uh, 1972, somewhere around that. Anyway, he was involved in a fight uh, in what's called the area of the pit at the UNC. And basically, 
uh, I think, and and I think what happened bears it out, was brought to the emergency room at UNC uh, in a hearse from the funeral home. Had no uh, EMT service in this community or in Orange County at that time. And that's how he was transported. Well, when he got to the emergency room, the only act, he had a cardiac rhythm and that was it. No blood pressure, no uh, uh, other vital signs. And we were asked to resuscitate him. Well, I happened to be the resident in charge of the ER that night. And when he came in, uh, we were not able to resuscitate him and uh, he died. Uh, and as an aftermath of that, a lot of things happened. I had to meet with uh, the Chancellor for Health Affairs and the Chair of the Department of Surgery and the they were all trying to uh, figure out what could have been done, done differently so that this young man didn't die. Well, essentially he bled to death uh, in the pit because there was no uh, EMT service to transport him immediately uh, to the hospital. Well, I think as a result of, of that and what happened, uh, the Orange County EMT service was developed. One of my classmates from medical school, Tom Griggs, who was a cardiologist uh, at the hospital at the time, was largely responsible for developing it and expanding it uh, to where uh, it uh, is today. And about the same time, there was a surgeon uh, that was on the staff at uh, UNC. His name was Herb Proctor, uh, who had just come back from uh, Vietnam uh, and was involved with air transport of uh, patients uh, in Vietnam and got involved not with, uh, with this whole process in developing the uh, air transport uh, system of, of uh, transporting critically ill patients, not only to uh, UNC, but also Duke. So I think uh, uh, in retrospect and thinking about this, that event that happened to James uh, Cates probably is a largely extent, to a large extent, responsible for uh, what has evolved and has come about. None of that's written down anywhere. No one, uh, I think, even knows uh, really uh, what the steps were taken to make sure that something like that didn't happen before. Toby. What were the circumstances of that fight? It was, uh, uh, that's a good question too. It was they were. It was. Hap it happened right before uh, a Duke Carolina football uh, game weekend, and some uh, 
uh, motorcycle people outside of our community that came and uh, to stir up trouble and unrelated to the university and whatnot. But anyway, they came and started the started the fight and ended up, uh, uh, you know, killing the. Uh, this young man. I actually had to testify uh, in court uh, a couple months, well maybe a couple years later when they charged these uh, motorcyclists uh, uh, for what they had done and whatnot. But it was, that was what it was. Last fall they did a, uh, uh, a nice ceremony uh, uh, and created a memorial to him that's on on campus and whatnot. And Jarrett and Catherine and I uh, happened to be there uh, when this service uh, occurred. And and I think and I just as an aside told Jarrett that I had been the one that uh, had attended him, you know, in the ER that night. And uh, I think that's what sort of prompted me to be asked to come and <laughs> ramble on a little bit. Well, you said that he was a UNC student, but he was a high school student yep. living on Northside. What impressed me was that the community in UNC called for the dance for racial reconciliation. They didn't have enough black students at UNC, so he was a real leader. Mm -hmm in that community and it was an effort to do what we still need to do. Uh, he was the first cousin of Valerie Fouché, who's never accomplished one. There's been a big effort to uh, properly memorialize him and I was, it was an honor to be, be there. Personally, I thought it could have been a bigger and more important At least, uh, at least uh, the impact of his life has been appropriately memorialized, I think. Uh, and it's, it was important. Well, we have not left you any time to talk to each other, but that's okay. Um, I've been mindful in this conversation that above us are the sounds of angels singing the hallelujah chorus. And um, I don't know if you were aware of that, but above you, no. the hallelujah chorus, um, and that feels appropriate. Um, we are grateful. Let us express our gratitude to Wood for his bravery in telling the story and your faithfulness in the way you live um, out your vocation in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.